But I think the main things is at the end of the day, volleyball is volleyball. It's in the same nine by nine court, and the rules are the same. So we. Uh, <laughs> is that on the back of your shirt? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah I had something. Yeah, that you did, you did a little free shout out for you. Um, and it doesn't matter who's on the other side of the net. You need to still execute to the best of your ability if you want a chance to win. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the 9 by 9 the best 81 square meters of volleyball on the internet. My name is Everett Lorm here in sunny and hot Toronto, and that is Mr. Rob St. Clair recovering from a 4th of July hangover in Chicago. Rob, is it as hot in Chicago as it is in Toronto right now? Because um, yesterday, yesterday was the hottest recorded day ever on the earth, uh, uh, average uh, everywhere. So is really? It, yeah. Is, is it as hot in uh, Chicago right now as it is in Toronto? Because yeah, it, it is it, it is spicy. Yep, it's spicy. it's it's spicy out there. It's about ninety in Freedom Units, which is very hot. Uh, this is episode seventy six, by the way, which is perfect because um, America obviously gained its independence in seventeen seventy six. So oh, happy yeah, American true. Independence Day to my fellow freedom lovers! Yesterday, I had a very good day hanging out at Lake Michigan in Chicago. Um, happy Canada Day from Saturday to our yes. friends north of the border. Yes, exactly. And uh, it's nice. We, we have some volleyball to catch up on. And I, I think we can be honest with the people, Everett. Neither of us watched very much volleyball this weekend. So we're just kind of no. we're, we're, was... we're, we're kind of looking at looking at some things. We're kind of getting caught up just the same way you guys are. Yeah, it was a little di- bit difficult being in North America, especially with the women's like one going yeah, on in, in Korea, another one going on in Thailand. It was just really, really difficult to watch any volleyball. Uh, everything was going on late at night. Um, you know, I have a job and also it was it was a bit of a party time. So now we're going to be catching things up. The women's group stage is done we know what is going on for the playoffs uh, and let's just run it through right here the final standings poland takes that number one spot they did lose to the u.s uh last week but the u.s has lost to china cemented their their first place spot so the u.s is going to take the number two slot turkey at number three brazil kind of slipping in the last uh the last little bit there in that last week coming in at number four china at number five italy at number six uh japan at number seven and germany at number eight and yep and so we know the playoffs one versus eight we've got poland versus germany on one side uh brazil versus china on that same side and then the other side of the bracket the united states versus japan and turkey versus italy and yeah like everett said the final standings uh it, it was interesting last last week we were building it as the uh, maybe the spiciest playoff race we've seen in the VNL in the tournament's history in the last couple of years, but it kind of just fizzled out. Didn't really turn out that way. No. Uh, so what, I think the two key matches, and we'll talk about it all, but when Italy beat Canada and when Serbia lost the Dominican Republic, that basically took all the drama away because there was a chance that Germany was going to slip out. There was a chance that Canada could make it in. There was a chance that Serbia could come out of nowhere and make it in. Um, there was a chance that Italy was going to drop out. But um, it's kind of been the the playoff teams that we've mostly expected for the entire women's VNL. Serbia was was unable to rescue their their really slow start. They needed to have a perfect week three, and they did not. And Canada came up just just barely short as well. So yeah, yeah the final standings: the USA misses out on the, the one seed by one point. And then here we have the bottom eight. Serbia and Canada and the Dominican Republic all finish at six and six. Low key, really good week for the Dominican Republic, by the way. Uh, the Netherlands uh, at five and seven, and then a whole lot of trash. Bulgaria at two and ten, Thailand at two and ten, Croatia at two and ten, Korea 
at a fat O and 12 with zero points. But you know, unfortunately, honestly, it is Croatia. Croatia is relegated. Goodbye, Croatia. Thanks for participating. Good luck in the Challenger Cup again. Gracias por participar. Uh, Rob, let's just let's start at the top of, of these standings here uh, and break it down. I do think that one of the biggest matches that we did see last week was the USA's 3-2 win over Poland. Um, definitely want to break that one down. And I definitely want to talk about Poland because Poland is technically a Challenger team. Yes, right? they are. They're checked technically a team on the bubble. This isn't a team, especially on the women's side, that we've seen as one of the powerhouses, but they've been fantastic through the tur- this tournament. Um, do we think that they are a legitimate team? Do we do we think that this is this is Poland's coming out party to the rest of the, the, the world of volleyball right now? Because they've they've been fantastic. And also, I just I just want to start this petition now. Poland should be a core team. Korea should be a challenger team. Hundred percent. This is what I want for next year. One hundred percent. It's insane. It, it's definitely the first time in VNL history that a core team has finished dead last and a challenger team has finished first in the preliminary round. It, it is a, an amazing accomplishment for Poland. Magdalena Stisiak is leading the entire tournament in scoring two hundred and forty-two points. Yeah, and that is a big number. That is uh, just over twenty points per match average. That is. Yeah crazy good i kind of liked how two of the top scorers like two in the top five one was steziak the other one was alexa gray both of whom kind of sat on the bench for the respective club teams this year behind behind other players and both of whom had fantastic tournaments so i know steziak must be feeling feeling good about about uh that result but poland just good looked good all throughout and we have to remember no joanna volos for this one for for this polish team throughout this run either that's that's big ups big ups to this to this polish team right now yeah, they're gonna they're gonna get potentially the best setter in the world back, maybe in time for the finals, and that is kind of fifty fifty. We we're not sure if if Joanna Volosh is going to be able to play in Texas in two weeks, but it's possible. It's not out of the realm of possibility that Poland could go into that playoff with and add the best setter in the world, and uh, and I mean they already finished number one in the preliminary round. So yeah, Poland's really good. They had a great tournament. Are they a legit contender? Maybe I think they. Um, I mean, I think that that elite echelon of teams right now in the world. You you have the U.S., you have Italy, but they have they have brought the entire B team this entire tournament and will continue to do so for the final. You have Serbia who missed the playoffs, and then you kind of have Brazil who I think is is uh, the most on the bubble of those elite teams. And then I think right underneath that you have Turkey and Poland, and of the teams that I trust to medal at vnl i kind of like poland's all-around game a little bit better than turkey so uh they, they, i they, do too yeah I, I i really think that and the one thing i think we need to to recognize too is that poland's a volleyball country right oh, yeah. they, they have a great feeder system they have a great professional system they have everything in place to really succeed at this level right it, it's not like another team where they just have a couple of good players you know that they're gonna like even if even if steziak gets hurt they just go to smarzak and they still have quality over over there on the right side right so right now like i'm rating poland higher higher than i am turkey but it does add another elite team into the fold and i absolutely love that yeah, it's great. Uh, it's really good for the women's game, and it's interesting that a couple of those 
elite teams have played have like have not really put their best foot forward this VNL, that being namely Italy and Serbia. And now they have a European rival in Poland who is skyrocketing up the world rankings and it's going to be a real threat when it comes to Olympic qualification. I think that's an important part of the picture here as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I like Poland a lot. I think they've got a great chance to medal at this VNL. I mean, think about their path. I, uh, they, they just beat Germany last week. They beat them in five. Uh, we actually talked about that match, I think, on last week's show. It was very, very good. So if they can get past Germany again, they'll get the winner of China and Brazil. And honestly, they could beat that team. It's not impossible for to, to see Poland in the final or in the very least the Broadens medal match. I think that's, that's pretty reasonable if they can beat Germany one more time. Yeah, I fully agree. I don't think it's going to be a, a cakewalk, though. I, I know someone in the chat just said that that is one of the trickiest matchups for them. I do think that if Heinen wants to beat any team right now it's in Poland. the quarterfinals, <laughs> it's it's Poland. Absolutely. I, I, I absolutely think it's Poland. And uh, when you look at the other two teams below them, um, China has been good, uh, especially, you know, that that win against the U.S., uh, to finish things out really, really proves that. But I don't know if they have the same quality as Poland. And Brazil is all over the place right yeah, now. They are just, different. especially this 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 last week for them has been not great. Losing to Canada, uh, obviously not not super, uh, uh, not something that we'd expect from them. And, and they got they're just stomped by they're Turkey three zero, and that we can talk about that one later because that that, by Turkey, that exactly. lit the internet on fire. That was a spicy one. It did. Uh, yeah, we definitely have to talk about that one and Santarelli's uh, that mic'd up moment with Santarelli that I was so surprised that Volleyball World <laughs> yeah, posted, that, but I, abs- I absolutely loved it. Crazy. The, the drama of it. So let's um, take a look. Do you want to? I think we should. Here, I got the graphic up for the week three results uh, just for like what teams finished with what records. And it was interesting. I think this is the first week men's or women's at all of VNL where nobody went 4 and 0. No four and O teams in week three of women's, but there were eight teams that went three and one, including Canada and the Dominican Republic. But unfortunately for those two teams, it wasn't quite enough to get them in the playoffs. Um, Germany had a really tough week. They had a really hard schedule, but uh, they did get the one win. I think they beat like Bulgaria or somebody bad. Who was it? They beat the, they beat the Dominican Republic, which is a decent win. Uh, it was good enough for them to make it in the playoffs. Croatia 0-4. They've been relegated. Korea 0-4. They are an embarrassment. And Thailand 0-4 and 0-12 in sets at home. At home. Yikes. Couldn't even win that's a that, single set. No, that's not a good look for Thailand. And I know that they have some really, really good fans and a strong fan base. But that is a tough look for Thailand. And it really makes me question them as a legitimate contender at any FIVB championships moving forward. Like, is, is this the end of, of what we've seen has been, a, has been a fantastic run for this Thai program over the past few years? They, I mean, we kind of talked about it last week, but they don't really, they don't really innovate. They don't really adjust. I think they, they, they are who they are and teams have already have figured out Thailand. They're a little bit weird on offense, but everybody else is, smarter and adjusts more and i think our i mean i complained about this last week i don't think thailand is competitive enough emotionally but uh yeah i i don't see i don't see thailand as anything more than uh slightly well they're much better than korea but at this point they're just going to be a core team with some money and great fans that are just not going to be relevant competitively anytime soon no, I mean, I would see them kind of flittering at that bottom uh, group. I almost see them as being one of the teams that could be potentially relegated next year as well. 
They are a core team. Uh, they cannot be relegated. Oh, okay, yep. well, I guess I guess we'll see if that if if that will continue um, because uh, that would be interesting. Imagine if Thailand and Korea are at the bottom and just both are core teams. Yikes! Um, so let's go back to the standings and talk about some more of these teams that that will be going to the playoffs. Um, I don't I don't have that much to say about the United States finishing as the two seed. I mean, I, I talked about it on last week's show that I think. If we, if I said that if we were to get the two seed, I wouldn't be that upset about it. I would be okay with the draw that we would get from that, and I definitely stand by that. Uh, I really like the Japan matchup in the first game. I think I think we can win that one no problem because we lost to them earlier, having played the B team, and then we'll get the winner of Turkey A and Italy's B team, which is probably Turkey A, and I'm okay with that matchup as well, especially playing at home. So uh, I think the U.S. is in a good spot. The win against Poland was nice. Uh, we actually did talk about that match in particular already on last week's show. And he, did, you're right. even though we lost to China, uh, yeah, we, we lost to China in five. I'm, I'm not that concerned. I'm not that concerned about that, even though we uh, did kind of lay an egg in the fifth. That wasn't ideal. Yeah, Li Yingying was quite good in that one. She went 26 for 46 uh, for 28 points overall. Catherine, Catherine Plummer finally had her best game of the tournament uh, with 22 points for the USA in this one. Do you think, do you think she features in the roster for, for Team USA? In the finals. And what do, you, what do we think that roster is going to be looking like for Team USA in the finals? I have no idea. Our outside hitter position is so uncertain. I think everything else is locked in. Uh, like just, Wong Arantes at Libero, Carlini and Hancock will be the setters. Drews and Thompson will be the opposites. I even think that probably the middles are pretty much locked in as they are. Uh, Washington, Redke, Stevenson, and Ogbogu, assuming she's healthy. But the outsides, mm-hmm. I really have no clue. I have no clue who Karch will bring, and I have no clue who, who, who he'll start. So that's going to be very interesting. But, I mean, this USA versus China game, uh, if we had really needed to win this game, I think you would have seen Jordan Thompson. Uh, you might have seen uh, – uh, you might have seen – let's see. Who started here? Uh, you might have seen a little more Karabayama. might have seen a little more Ali Franti. I, I don't know. I, I'm not that worried. But uh, who our outsides will be when it comes to Arlington in a week and a half, I am very curious. I do think that maybe Kelsey Robinson is one of the few locks uh, on that team. And just in terms of what she brings in terms of leadership and ball control and, and being a lock, I don't know if she's necessarily a lock to start, but I would think that she's a lock in that final 14 uh, looking at Arlington in a couple of weeks. Totally agree. Definitely on the roster, but is she a starter? I'm honestly not sure. Yeah. I mean, she was pretty good in in this one, 17 points uh, against China in that loss. So that's, that's, that's not too bad at all. So are we, do you think the USA can take home the title in, in Arlington? Or do you think that there's too much pressure playing at home? I think they can win it. I definitely think we can win it. Uh, I don't think the, the pressure of playing at home is, is a problem. I, I think that, if anything, it's just it's comfortable. It's less travel. It's a great crowd. It's going to be huge energy. And like I said, I think last episode or two episodes ago, I think that the U.S. is the most men- the best mentally prepared team in the world. And I think they have the most, the most resistance to external factors like pressure or the other responsibilities that come with playing at home. And I, I think that, that that can only help this U.S. team. The question is, like, can they play good enough volleyball in a playoff situation? Can they get good production from the outside hitters? Can they beat other good teams' best lineups? I mean, it's more more of the on-court stuff that I, I have maybe a couple question marks about, but the off-court stuff I'm not worried about at all. Yeah, fair fair enough. Um, looking at the next team, Turkey, 
How do we feel about Turkey and and their roster? Obviously, no Melissa Vargas in this this last week. Um, they still managed to go to three and one. Their only loss was against uh, Japan. Um, how how do we feel about Turkey and are they a medal contender for this event? Yes, they are. Uh, I think that Turkey will stomp on Italy's B team in the first round of the playoffs, and I think that uh, Turkey with Melissa Vargas and Daniele Santarelli coaching against probably the United States in the second round, like that semifinal match is going to be a banger. And uh, I could see it going either way. I mean, last year, Turkey got to the semis and then lost at home to Serbia without Tiana Boscovic with a chance to medal. And they kind of blew that chance. And I don't think that they will blow that chance again. So even if they are playing for bronze again, um, I expect them to get up for that. And I would, yeah, I would probably pick them. I would probably pick them to take bronze. Like if they get... If they get like a Brazil or a China or maybe even a Poland in the bronze medal match, uh, I could definitely see Turkey meddling. Yeah, that's fair. I I think if there is any other team ahead of them other than the United States in that semifinal matchup, they would have a chance to make the final. No one, no one has looked consistent enough to really impress me. Um, but up against the U.S., I think that's just too tall of a task. They're too well coached. They're too deep. Um, the USA is looking really, really good right now, and I just don't know. Although. Was oh no, Melissa Vargas was there for, for their matchup against the USA, right? Yeah, I think so. That was what week was that? That was a little while ago. I honestly don't remember. I think that was week one. That was, was back the all, all the way back on June fourth, and yeah, yeah. Uh, Vargas did play. She came off the bench. Karakert started it opposite, and then Vargas came off the bench and still dropped twenty five. So uh, yeah, we we've seen her. We've got some film on her. But the U.S. kind of B team that week was able to beat Turkey anyway. Yeah, for sure. So I think that that'll be an interesting matchup, but I would like to see Turkey uh, on the podium because especially like watching Brazil, watching Brazil against us, uh, watching Brazil against that, that Turkey in that Turkey matchup, they are, they're missing some things. They, they really are. Gabby didn't look too fantastic, but they just don't have the firepower everywhere that we expect from Brazil. Yeah, they uh, they really miss Ana Cristina. I think I brought that up kind of recently. And the more yeah. the more I watch them, the more I agree with that. Like, look, man, I'm I'm looking at the score sheet from the Turkey match right now. An absolute revolving door of players. Can't figure it out at setter, which is very strange. Um, can't really figure it out at opposite. Can't figure it out at second outside hitter. Uh, well, actually, this Mayara Basso girl. I don't really know who she is, but she started um, consistently across from Gabi, but wasn't very good. So. Yeah, I don't really know what, what what to make of Brazil. I think they're they're looking awfully fragile. I think they're in danger of not even playing in the medal round because they're going to play China in the first round, and that really is kind of a coin toss to me. Yeah, I, I fully agree too. I, I think China is pretty good, and they play a very steady style of volleyball that I don't I don't think Brazil can handle too well. That's true. Uh, yeah, I think Brazil being a little bit of a roller coaster right now is a little bit strange for Brazil, and uh, China just might be a bad matchup for them. So, uh, yeah, that, that I think will be an interesting one, but I don't really see either of those two teams as a medal contender regardless of who wins. I think whoever, whoever wins that match, Brazil versus China, will probably lose to the winner of Poland and Germany in the next round. Like I honestly might pick Germany if they were to win over either of those two teams because I, I really okay. am impressed with Germany. I think they had a really good tournament despite a really difficult third week. Brazil did lose to China to open up the uh, the the, the VNL okay, this year. Without so Gabi, I guess. It's a little asterisk. 
Yeah, absolutely. But like going through Brazil's results here, like whenever they played any of the good teams, like sure they beat a a, a weaker Serbia team, but in five they got right. three donged by the USA. They beat the Italian B team in five, lost to Canada in five, got three donged by by Turkey, three donged Thailand. Like there's nothing really in their results from this VNL that show me that this Brazil team is ready to to win and be a contender. However. However, this, this is, is Brazil still Brazil. <laughs> this is still Brazil. And if there's one team that's going to be able to turn it on just for the playoffs, it's Gabi and the rest of that Brazilian team. Yep. Like, much, much like last year's championships, right? I think, you know, if we go back, was, did they play? They played Japan in that quarterfinal match. Yep. I thought Japan should have won it. And still they went down all the way to the wire with Serbia in, the, in that final. So Brazil just knows how to win. And that's why for, for I, I'm never going to discount them. But they haven't impressed me whatsoever throughout this VNL. No, no, the, this VNL, I, I'm not convinced. But, but I, I would, wouldn't be surprised by anything at this point. They could, be, they could get three dong by China in the quarterfinal, or they can go and win silver, like out of nowhere, as they, as they sometimes do. The only thing that I guarantee you will not happen is winning gold. Brazil will absolutely not win this VNL. There is no way. The USA will make sure of that. That's right, we will. <laughs> All right, I, I don't think right. there's that much to talk about. Like China, we've we've kind of discussed them. That we China's identity is pretty clear at this point. Italy yeah. is a B team, and they're going to send the B team still to the finals. We know that for sure. And I, that. That, I kind of like it too. That that, that team yeah. has earned it. That team that team got them here. I think they should get that Great. chance. Yeah, a great, great development for for that Italian roster, and they're just going to be creating more depth over there, which is which is which is a lot more. Yeah, <laughs> Scary exactly for the rest of us. Japan, I think their identity is pretty clear as well. I think the USA will beat them no problem, and then Germany. Like I said, I really like Germany. Uh, I know they had a they had a tough week three, but I really like them. I like their three outside hitter thing. I like Pia Costner setting. I like their middles. I just kind of like them, and uh, I, I I agree with what you said. Heinen against the Polish women's team, I think, is a uh, is spicy and that's he's probably... gonna be shaming. Yeah, he's gonna yeah. be shaming. So and and I think that's my that... favorite. That's my favorite quarterfinal on paper is Poland versus Germany. I think I'm the most excited about that. Yeah, I'm, I I like that a lot too. I, th- I think it's gonna be a good one. I, I think also with how steady and even that Polish roster is, like I think they've got good players everywhere. They're solid on the left side. They're solid on the right. They've got that three outside system going. They're really good down the middle. Um, you know, Weitzel has been fantastic. Kastner has been running a good a good offense. And yeah, they're just vibing right now. I, yeah. I, I like what like what I'm seeing. I like All it right, too. so let's move on now. And I really want to talk about Serbia yep, because me this too. Serbian team just just missing out on the playoffs but is there is there cause for worry right now amongst the serbian ranks and is this just much more of an indication of how much of a magician uh um santarelli is I'm not that concerned for Serbia. I mean, they didn't get Tiana Boscovic, their most important player, until week three. They would have had to go 4-0 week three. They did not. They lost to the Dominican Republic, which was a little bit weird. Uh, that is a, a result that might be cause for concern just in that one little bubble because uh, Serbia's outside hitters did not play very well overall. But in general, no. I mean, they started off 0-4. It was the new with Gadetti and the girls who had been together for like a week and they didn't have a good week one and they were kind of fighting against the standings ever since then. I think it's less about the the numbers and like wins and losses and the, and the results here than just kind of the level of volleyball that Serbia is continuing to try and build towards playing. They're obviously going to be a threat uh, at Eurovolley and the Olympic qualifiers That that is... Mm-hmm. No doubt at all, but I do think that it, like like you just said, Daniele Santarelli is a wizard. 
with what he did with that with this same group last year without Tiana Boscovich to get them to a bronze medal in VNL. That is the difference. That is why Santorelli is very arguably the best coach on the planet for women's volleyball. And I think he makes a gigantic difference. And nothing against Gudetti, but um, anybody but Santorelli is a step down. I think that's kind of just a fact at this point. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong. And interestingly enough, that win for the DR over uh, uh, over Serbia helped them jump like two spots um, because the Dominican Republic also, they beat China and they beat uh, um uh, Serbia to close out this VNL. Dominican had a great week. They had a they really did. good week. This Gaila Gonzalez girl, the lefty, uh, 26 points against Serbia. And I think she had something in the 30s in, in the China game. She was pretty incredible. Uh, yeah. Yeah, let me double check that. But yeah, uh, well, we can talk about the Dominican Republic in a minute. But anything else about Serbia? Are, are you concerned or are you kind of like me where you think they're going to be fine later in the summer? I think they're going to be fine later in the summer, but I don't know if they have the, that championship potential anymore. And mm-hmm. I think they're a team that can vie for the semifinals, but are, are they going to be a team that we can see in the finals with an expectation to win? I, I'm, I, I don't think so. Um, not with Guidetti at the helm and not with not without Santarelli. Um, it's, I think it's a lot to ask for them to, to, to be in that position. And there's a lot of good teams. Like remember Italy still doesn't have their starters. Um, Brazil still doesn't Anna Cristina. There's a lot of holes like Poland. Like right now, as I said, I think Poland is better than Turkey. And there's a lot, there's a lot of me to, to, to lead to believe that, you know, Poland is going to be better in the long term than Turkey and Turkey might have to, to, to make some drastic changes. However, we, we know where Turkey's holes are. It's always on yep. the left side. So yep. is Karakurt going to get big enough? I think it was a mismanagement almost um, from, from Guadetti. I know where I'm going back to, to, uh, to Turkey here for Santorelli by not using Karakurt left side as we can continue to work her there. But um, just back to Syria, I don't know if just riding on Boscovich is going to be enough for them if they don't have that entire team play that was so nicely orchestrated with Santorelli. That, I think that's, that, that's the exact point. I think the, our friend Basil in the chat brings up a great point. There were, how much they're relying on Boscovich now that she was back is a little bit scary, especially because last year Serbia was, without Boscovich was so, so good. And in the World Championship, Boscovich looked like the best player in the world, but their, their outside hitters played great. Dercha at setter played great. Their middles played great. And now they have kind of reverted to just chucking Tiana a bunch of balls and forgetting about that supporting cast that really was good for them last year. So if there's one area of concern, maybe that's it. It's when, when you get the best player in the world back, you might've used her a little too much this week. Yeah, may, may, may be. And, you know, over the course of a long tournament, like if you're looking at Euro volley, that's a long tournament. If you're looking at the Olympic qualifiers, which is something re- like it's a lot of games and only like, I think you only get two days off um, in, in the Olympic qualifiers. Like it's a lot of games all at yeah, once. It's seven matches in nine days. It's absolutely insane. Yeah, exactly. So there's, there's a lot to consider there. So I'm, you know, I don't think they're going to drop off the face of the earth, but I am a little worried uh, about about, uh, about Serbia. I, I won't lie. Okay. Uh, so let's move on to the Maple Volleys, Everett. Uh, the Canadian women, their best VNL finish ever. Six yes. and six, just barely outside the playoffs, finished 10th. Played really good volleyball. They went three and one in week three. That loss to Italy was the only, uh, the only blemish. Nice finish yeah. with the win against the Netherlands. Uh, give us an assessment of the Canadian women's tournament. Now they get a little bit of time off before 
Norsecas and uh, trying to maybe grab an Olympic bid later this summer. Absolutely. Well, as you said, this was definitely hands down our best VNL. Last year, we kind of fizzled out in the last week with a chance to get to the playoffs this year. You know, arguably our best week was was the last week. Even that one loss was a was a nail biter. I mean, we were down 22-18 uh, against Italy in that fourth set. We're able to push it to a fifth. Um, unfortunately, couldn't pull away with the win. Had we pull, pulled pulled away with the win? You know, we could have been in a playoff position, but I think that there's a lot set of that was electric. That was a oh, great, was, great yeah. comeback. They, well, Canada led by a lot, then completely let it slip away and then brought it all the and, way back to overtime. That block by Emily to win it like that was awesome. That right there, though, Rob, is, is that consistency that we're lacking mm-hmm. is is that consistency not only game in and game out, but within the game where we go on these fantastic runs and then we just forget how to play volleyball altogether. <laughs> that does um, happen a little and, bit with Canada. Yeah, that does yeah, happen. It, it does happen a little bit. I think, you know, j- just looking at it, it was our best result ever. Last year, we finished four and eight. This year, we're in six and six. We're just on the doorsteps of the, of, of the, the playoffs. And I won't lie, I am a little frustrated because I feel that the playoffs were within our grasps, especially considering that the two teams behind us in the sca- in the standings we lost to the Domin- Dominican Republic that one I can kind of live with that loss it's a regional rival they finished with the same record as us as us sure we had a better points but you know it, it was it, it's gonna happen but to me that loss to Thailand in week one that was hurt. that was that that really really hurt um part of me thinks that and this is in no way blaming her but if Kira van Rijk isn't going what she's going through right now, that we make it through, right? If she's there in, in week one and, and she's not having to deal with her mother passing, like she didn't have her best tournament at all. Uh, she was not the Kira Van Rijk that we're used to seeing. Thankfully, Alexa Grace just, just stepped up. She was fifth uh, in scoring with 231 points. She was second in, ta- in attacking with 208 kills. So that's absolutely massive. Emily Maglio, you just mentioned, she was fourth in blocking with real good. five. There's a lot of good things happening right now um a good good things right now happening with the women's national team there's there's a little bit of consistency you know like Hillary Howe was really really good for Canada over the the beginning of the tournament and then kind of fizzled out but luckily Andrea Mitrovic really really pulled together um I I think there's a there's there's a lot of good things but I would have liked to see this team in the playoffs just to push them to get into those pressure situations um because yeah, we, we we're at the point in in with this team now where we can't continue to lose to teams like Thailand, right? That right. that should be an automatic win. It should be a right. three nothing, you know, or a three one. Sure, if we want to go to to uh, th- three two, it's fine. But we need to get the win over a team like Thailand. Like the fact that one of one of two Thailand's wins came against us that that hurts a little bit. Um, but ultimately, I'm very very happy, especially when you consider the lack of leadership on this team too. Losing Jen Cross right before the tournament that I, I know that that hurt them a lot too. You've got three liberos who have kind of been used interchangeably, all of whom are still in university college, right? They're still playing uh, uh, in new sport institutions. And I'm, I'm very, very happy with this result, but I'm still wanting more. Good. Yeah. I think, I think that's totally fair. Canada now is getting to the point where our expectations for them are about to be, are continuing to be, a little bit higher we're, we're starting to hold canada to a bit of a higher standard like not losing to thailand like you know being clutch being consistent showing that resolve in the poison late set situations and and they're going to get there i am a little bit worried about the olympic qualification tournament 
because seven matches in nine days with a team that is not deep. Canada is not a deep team. And to, and to beat and to, to play decent volleyball, you basically have to play your starters and, and All pretty time, exclusively. Yeah. And uh, so seven matches in nine days is not going to be easy for that. But uh, world ranking position is improving. Going to get some points at Norseka's. Um, Olympic qualification very much is possible for this Canadian women's team. And I think that is a good goal and an attainable goal. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just the seeing the growth from this team from year on year, making it qualifying back in 2019, going through the bubble, going through last year. Love to see it. Um, I'm continually, continuously impressed by Shannon Windsor uh, on, on the sidelines. Bless you. Um, who I love how she takes timeouts. I love her tenacity. Um, I know at one point I was questionable if she was ready to take the helm of this team. And I'm really happy that I was wrong on that. Well said. But, yeah. uh, anything else about, I mean, Dominican Republic and Netherlands, I think both deserve a shout out for having good week threes. Both of them went three and one, both of them played good ball, but um, neither of them were ever really going to get in the playoffs. And then just a whole lot of bad volleyball, really, really bad volleyball. Uh, we, we talked about Thailand. We talked about Croatia. Thanks for participating. Have uh, have fun again in the Challenger Cup. And we talked about Korea. Like, what are we doing? What, what 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 needs to be done here? How can we enforce a better standard of volleyball top to bottom in this VNL? Because th- there aren't even any men's teams that are even the- close to as bad as Korea, even Croatia, Thailand, Bulgaria. Like, bad. It's really bad volleyball. We've got to fix it somehow. I mean, Croatia was in a bit of a tough spot with all of their injuries. Bulgaria missing missing you know, a few of their, their uh, top players, like Vasileva now. Um, now Tanisevich, whatever you want to call her, but Korea regressed from last year. Last year they won four sets. This year they won three. Awful, right? It's 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 awful, absolutely terrible, and it's a bad look. It's it it truly is a bad look for volleyball that these this is some of the the top quality uh, that we're putting out on on the women's side. Um, something needs to be done, and I really really I really hope that Korea is making the FIVB and volleyball world millions, millions, <laughs> like so millions <laughs> and millions. Like I hope they're not only making seven figures through the FIVB, but they're making eight figures. I know that's impossible, but I really hope that they're doing something significant on the back end that we just really don't see because otherwise, like what are we doing here? Yeah, This is, it, this is just gross. Sure. Hope it's worth it to someone because it certainly isn't to the fans watching this Korean team over and over again. Somebody was giving us a hard time in the chat earlier. Bet, Everett and Rob can't name two Korean players. You're right. I can't. I can't. I can't. Why would I watch matter. a team that sucks that badly? Like, why, what is, why would I waste my time? We have too much no. good volleyball to watch to worry about watching Korea when they're not going to win any matches. There's like, six why? damn matches a day for a month and a half. You're telling me I'm going to spend my time watching Korea? Hell Absolutely no. not. Hell no. And nobody should. Nobody should waste their time watching no. a team that's going to go 0-12 two years in a row. Terrible. Absolutely. It, it, it is terrible. It's a bad look, and something needs to be done about it. Some, something needs to be done about it. I doubt it will, but something needs to be done. All right. So uh, we already talked about who did what in week three. I think we should dig into a couple of the fun matches since the last show that we did before we move on to the men's side. Uh, Let's see. So the last show we did was on Thursday. So we can talk about Friday, Saturday and Sunday's matches. Uh, Friday's matches here. We already talked about Canada versus Italy a little bit. But other than that, uh, I think the game that we should spend some time on is Turkey versus Brazil because we alluded to it earlier. 
we alluded to uh, the <laughs> some of some of the spiciness online between these two fan bases and a certain quote from Daniele Santarelli that was said in a timeout that was totally spun out of context and posted on Volleyball yeah. World's Twitter. That was Which, really something. <laughs> the fact that they posted it on like that, honestly, I'm actually going to applaud Volleyball World for that. Because yeah. They, because <laughs> they knew what they were doing. They totally. knew as soon, like I didn't even hear the quote, but it was like captioned and I was just like, oh. So what, what, but, what but Santarelli was saying in the timeout was, was like Brazil – does not have any quality, which but they didn't. What, what they he's, didn't in this match. But what he meant was, and in Santarelli on Instagram clarified this. He said, "What I was talking about was that in out of situ- when out of system situations, when everybody knows where the ball was going, Brazil's out of system offense uh, doesn't have very much quality, and we can we can organize our block defense against this. And that's the same as with every other team in the world. When they're out of system, they're they're not as good as when they're in system. That was Santorelli's argument. But you're right. Volleyball World knew exactly what they were doing. And, and it's funny because then Volleyball World is getting clowned on for posting this by people saying like, oh, all you do, Volleyball World, is encourage, you know, equality and sportsmanship and and happiness and fun and flowers and everybody gets along. And then you post this, this quote, like significantly out of context to really rile up the fan bases on Twitter. I just thought it was hilarious. Yeah. But I, I honestly love it because at the end of the day, Brazil didn't have quality. They had a bad, bad week three, right? You're out there getting the three dong by Turkey and that should be a winnable match for Brazil. And they, they didn't look good in it. They didn't look good against, against, against Canada either. percent efficiency as a team. Yeah. So, Bad. so yeah, it, it, it just, it, it, it just looked bad. And Burke High's, um, uh, coming through as well too, is that, um, quoting only sissy part of characters in supposed was shady as well, which, which I fully agree. Um, I also found it funny. I found it very interesting that volleyball world was posting Japan clips of Ogawa making that head, head save from the bubble from 2021 like two years ago in the midst of vnl that's going on and someone right at the top was like you guys know that there's other other teams going on here too i would love to go through volleyball world's instagram and see how many posts are about the, the japanese men's team because they're just pandering to it yeah, um, it's, it's and much. they know they know that the turkish fans are going to get up in arms but ultimately like like that's how coaches talk right and like like Santorelli had to go on and be like, you know, of course I respect Renan Delzato. He's one of the best. Like, like I, I, I absolutely guarantee you the Brazilian team and players and coaching staff and anyone within that dressing room for Brazil didn't give a shit. Yeah, they, they don't care not. about that. They no, don't care about it at all because they, they knew the reality that they didn't have the quality on that day. Um, and that's like when, when you're a team like Turkey, who's still looking to establish yourself against a team who was earlier in the week, the number one team in the world in Brazil, they did drop down two because of their losses to Turkey and Canada. And in those moments, like you need to make sure you step on their throats and finish the job. And if they don't right. have the quality, point that out. You know, Absolutely. It, this is competitive sport. This is the best of the best. We're not here to be nice. That's absolute garbage completely completely agree i think there is way too much niceness in the women's game especially i think that uh these like you said these are the best athletes in the world these are the best teams in the world playing a physical emotional game and the fact that everyone's just being all friendly all the time i think is a bad sports product and i think it's more fun when there are things like this going on and the fan bases on twitter are going after each other and it's it's fantastic i absolutely love it i think the women's game could use a lot more of it and like people 
blowing the drama out of proportion of what Santorelli said is is just being over dramatic. And this is fun. It's fun when there are two good teams playing and they do not like each other and they both have passionate fan bases and the fan bases don't like each other either. It's awesome. It's what sports are all yeah, about. Hundred percent. And you're right. Uh, it is uh, Zay Roberto, not Renan Delzato. I apologize. I I misspoke there. And just just too many Brazilian coaching legends out there to keep <laughs> them all to to keep them all straight. Uh, statistically in this match, uh, we do have to give Ilkin Aiden a shout out. I know people have been talking in the chat that uh, she has been Turkey's best outside hitter this tournament. And I agree. Uh, she was, what, 11 for 21, 48% efficiency. That's extremely good. So uh, she looks like a starter at outside. And But what are they going to do with that second one is uh, is the question that we're all waiting to answer. Is it going to be Karakurt on the left with Vargas on the right? Will it be just Vargas on the right and somebody else like like Baladin or someone like that and then bring Karakurt in the 6-2? Like, who knows? So uh, I'm curious to see what they do. When it comes to the finals, but yeah, Turkey was way better than Brazil in this particular match. I mean, set scores were what, 22-16-22, like hour 15 minutes? Like, that's a three-donging, and Brazil should not be happy about getting three-donged by a rival like that. Absolutely. And if you three-dong a team like that, you should be able to talk as much shit as you want. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, like, that's, that's, like, and you should just take it. If you get three-donged, you should take the the shit talking. Yep. Yes, you should. Uh, Not something that Brazilian fans are probably very happy about, but... You're or used take to. it when you lose, or or something that you're used to, or, true, or or used to, right? Like this is Brazil we're talking about. All right, let's move on to Saturday's games. Uh, I mean, the only really significant one here was the Dominican Republic beating Serbia, which kind of ended uh, a lot of the playoff drama, especially Serbia's chances. Otherwise, uh, Canada ended their tournament with a nice five set win over the Netherlands. On cool. Canada too, gotta love that. Got to gotta love you know winning 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 games on Canada Day, um, just and you know what just finishing off the tournament in that way was really happy to see it was was really stoked to see our girls finish off so strong with a nice win finish five hundred love to see it. Yep, uh, yeah, good for Canada, uh, good for the Dominican Republic. I think that was a, a big win for them over the reigning world champions. Uh, just a whole bunch of offensive firepower and Serbia just not particularly good. And also yeah. the U.S. beat Germany. That was a nice win for us. Hmm. Nice. All right, cool. Then on Sunday, Sunday. Uh, not really anything important here. Serbia beat Bulgaria in a meaningless match. Poland beat Korea. Turkey beat Croatia. Yeah, China beat the United States. We talked about it a little bit already. Italy beat Japan. Brazil beat Thailand. None of these really had any playoff implications. Maybe a little bit for seeding, but uh, the playoff field was pretty much set after Saturday's games. Yeah, man, absolutely. Like this was like honestly, Sunday was the biggest nothing day of VNL that we've had so far. Yep, agreed. And it was okay that uh, we were busy, and it was on the other side of the world, and we didn't really watch any of it. So uh, nothing to worry about there. All I right, um, my, my, I was dancing away at Electric Island on Sunday, so <laughs> that, awesome. that, that was fun. So yeah. the women's VNL finals start one week from today in Arlington, Texas. And on our show next week, we will preview the, the quarterfinal matchups and dig into the tournament a little bit more. But uh, the preliminary round is over. Congrats to the teams that made it. Goodbye, Croatia. Good luck in Challenger Cup. And uh, I think that we might be able to move on. Is there anything else about the women's game ever before we uh, take a quick break and then jump into the men's side? No, I think that's about it. I'm... Um... Uh, it's 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 pretty much to be as expected you know minus serbia basically i I think it's pretty much as to be expected um but moving on 
guys, you guys have been killing it with uh, that volleyball.store recently. You guys have been buying a lot of merch. Love to see it. Really appreciate that. So as always, if you head over to that volleyball.store, use the code SPICY, you're going to get 15% off uh, your entire order. So make sure you go and do that. Do it. Yeah, pick up some stuff. That 9 by 9 squared logo that uh, Everett's wearing is great. And also, everybody's favorite segment, it's time to talk about where's daddy. A uh, friendly reminder that Daddy Stankovich is hidden somewhere in the show. And uh, every episode, I hide Daddy Stankovich. And whoever finds him and comments at the timestamp of where he is in the main YouTube comments after the show is over gets a shout-out the following week. So on last week's show... We were discussing that Croatia needed a miracle to avoid relegation. It turns out that that miracle did not happen did not happen for them. But as you can see on the very left side of the photo here, kind of in the background, is a a faded but still visible Daddy Stankovic uh, as part of the Croatian coaching staff. That one was awesome. I it's absolutely love it. Pretty this good. Some pretty good photos. Faded it in. Coming. The shading was good. It looks like he could just be. Someone in the background just kind of peeking in. Love that. You did, you did a fantastic, <laughs> fantastic job job with this one. Thank you. I have, I have a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun photoshopping Daddy Stankovich every show. It makes me giggle. So uh, our friend Devin from the Volleyball Coverage Channel was the first one to find him. And, uh, we nice, a, Dev. Nice. Yeah, good job, Love Devin. Love that. Good job finding Daddy Stankovich. So somewhere in this episode, Daddy Stankovich is hidden. Maybe he's already showed up. Maybe he'll show up and we talk about the men's game here in a minute. But if you find him, comment in the main YouTube comment section after the stream is over. And uh, we just give give our, our good boy, Daddy Stankovic, a little bit of love that he so deserves. I mean, just look at him. Just look at and, him. And interesting note here from Burkai in the chat. Uh, if Sweden wins Golden League, they will pass Croatia on the world rankings and send Croatia to the much easier part of the bracket. I wonder if Sweden will lose the oh. final just to prevent that. Is, so that's interesting. Is Challenger Cup seeded by world ranking? I guess so. Interesting. Okay. Uh, that, that is something to keep an eye on. But, uh, yeah, we do know the field for Challenger Cup. We just don't know the, the seeds or the matchups. And it doesn't matter because it's Challenger Cup and there's still VNL to talk about. And on that note, Everett, are you ready to move on to the men's game? Absolutely. Let's, let's move on to the men's game. And, of course, because we're doing this a little bit later, because of all the celebrations going on this weekend and Rob doing VLA, uh, we do have a little bit of catching up to do two events going on this, this week. It is, if, if you're in Europe, I'm sorry, because you have Asia, going one going on in Asia in the Philippines that has looked awesome. The fans there have been fantastic. And then one going on in Anaheim, USA, where the fans have been lackluster. <laughs> so, so far. Canada, so far, I do expect them to show up for the Team USA games, hopefully. hopefully. Um, but I'm, I'm not expecting huge crowds for other games. No, me neither. You know, so yeah, Iran, Iran will get Iran will get a good crowd oh, for sure. That is they, true. They they will absolutely absolutely get a good crowd, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Cuba getting a good good crowd as well too. And uh, yeah, we'll see that later tonight. So yeah, on the men's side in the Philippines, we've got Brazil, Italy, Japan, China, Canada, the Netherlands, Poland, and Slovenia. And in Anaheim, California, finally, the United States are hosting men's VNL again. Argentina, Serbia, Iran, France, Germany, Bulgaria, Cuba, and the good guys, the United States, uh, who kick off the tournament later on tonight. I'm excited to watch this. It's actually uh really good time zones for us in North America because we get the Anaheim games tonight. And then we get like the Friday morning Philippines game also basically the same time as the USA game. So it's kind of cool. It does suck if you're in Europe. So I do feel bad for our European fans for once, but uh, 
it's going to be an interesting week. We've got relegation to talk about. We've got some matches that have already happened. We've got some some roster news. Uh, how do you want to break this thing down, Everett? Uh, let's just start with we don't have that much roster news to to go to. Only really, really only two significant ones. So let's let's start with there. Uh, Poland, who we saw last night, bringing in another different uh, another different roster with Janusz Szywka, Kazmarek Popchak all back. Although we did see Zatorski. Uh, play this morning as well too. This morning, last night, d- 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 depending where you are. Um, so that's interesting for Poland. And then looking on the France side of things, Tony Uti and the Guff both 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 joining uh, the roster. Still no Angapeth, and I wouldn't be surprised. Like we, we're not going to see Angapeth until the Euros at 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 least. Probably, yeah, probably not. And uh, roster wise, everything else is kind of business as usual. So before we take a look at the matches that have already happened, I think uh, a very important aspect, especially for one particular person on this show is the relegation race. So we got six challenger teams. Slovenia and the Netherlands are not going to get relegated. There's no way. They're both playing good volleyball. They both could easily make the playoffs. It's going to come down to China, Cuba, Canada, or Bulgaria, who right now sit in that order in a ridiculously, ridiculously tight relegation race. Uh, Cuba and Bulgaria haven't played yet this week. Uh, China and Canada have. Both of them lost yesterday, but China actually miraculously picked up, picked, picked up a point against Japan somehow. So, um, Everett, how are you feeling about this? <laughs> uh, what what do you think needs to happen for Canada to survive? Well, the first first and foremost, the biggest the biggest biggest non Canadian match is tonight. Yes, Bulgaria playing Germany at uh, uh, what is it, 8, eight p.m. Eastern tonight? Eight p.m. Eastern. That's you're absolutely right. I will be glued to my TV for that. Um, although a buddy of mine just had invited me to go to a patio, so I might just watch it uh, on my phone on the, on the patio. Um, that one because if if Bulgaria doesn't win doesn't win that one, they have Germany, Iran, Serbia, and USA. I don't really see them beating any of those other teams. Um, could maybe, maybe, maybe Iran. Yeah, without a mean that that Iran, how Iran looks without a mean is going to be very, very interesting. But I do think that's a, a that's a team that has enough quality to 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 kind of do something. So that that German Germany versus Bulgaria match tonight is going to be um, the big one. I think if Germany can take care of business against Bulgaria then we're looking good. Otherwise, it's going to come down to that last match. And I think it's still going to come down to that last match between China and Canada um, in the, the last match of, of the VNL. It is important to note out, point out, like Berkai just put in the chat, Alex Nikolov is not with the Bulgarian team for VNL. He is with the U21 team at the U21 World Championship. So, wow. Wow. Crazy, I did not know crazy that. shuffling of priorities. For... I did not know that. And I just, my heart just did a bit of a sigh of relief. Oh, um, yeah. Because, especially when I'm looking at, at this, you know, when I'm, I'm looking at these three, basically Germany, Canada, and, and Bulgaria, the Germany Canada game really came down to that middle battle, right? And Germany ate us alive in the middle. Destroyed. I know because I've been seeing it way too much on fucking Crick Talk. Um, <laughs> it's, it is like literally he posted it and Rob, oh, you terrible. tagged me. It's like Everett, your worst, your worst nightmare has come true. And I was like, yep, <laughs> because he is going to milk that for years. And I'm not stoked about that. But when you looked at when Canada and Bulgaria played, Canada beat Bulgaria up in the middle. 
right? right. Like Canada, Canada won that 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 middle battle, and without Nikolov, I do think that Germany has like a little bit more quality on the outside um, than Bulgaria does. So I am feeling pretty good about Germany's chances tonight uh, against Bulgaria. But at the end of the day, for me, Canada just needs to take care of. I would love to see us. I really wanted to see us push uh, the the Netherlands last night to to five. Just getting that one extra point being tied with China would have been amazing. Didn't get it done, but I, we really just need to beat China just, just for our own, our own moral and, and confidence sake. I want to see us close out the VNL with the win against China. Um, also, we can shut up all those stupid Chinese fans. We're pretty sure they're just Chinese fans in the Discord to piss me off. You know who you are. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I really want to see us. Be, because if we, we beat China, we have three wins, and, that, and that'll be enough. Yep. Right? Even um, with last year's chaos, you did beat China 3-0 to zero in pools at the World Championship. So I think it is uh, – China, that, that is one of the very few matches all VNL that I think Canada might be favored. And I agree with you. That is a must, 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 must win, regardless of what happens with Bulgaria. Exactly. Like you, you, want your, you want your fate to be in your own hands. If you want some control of your own future in VNL, beat China in that one match. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. We, we just need to make sure that – we can take it take it to China just for our own confidence levels. And then we can go back to the drawing board and prepare for Norseka Champs and uh, the Olympic qualifiers. For me, Cuba, Cuba is like, like I wasn't expecting Cuba to be in this position. Me neither. To be, to be perfectly honest. I was expecting them to have a couple more, um, uh, a, a couple more, um, wins in this and so i wouldn't be surprised like they they're going to be playing uh serbia serbia I, I don't expect them to beat serbia i definitely don't expect them to beat the usa tonight i do kind of expect them to beat germany maybe i, I could we'll see, see that and i could also see them beating iran without a mean for i mean for cuba it's all about how much effort like how, how much do they care in a given day and uh they have they have plenty of their fair share of excuses for when they don't play well, but uh, I mean they literally just played a stupid Central American tournament like Caribbean tournament in El Salvador this week. That, that which was crazy, ridiculous. absolutely that was ridiculous. insane that their A team went to go play that stupid event in the middle of VNL. So and that uh, they played their guys like insane. why is why is Lope, like I, I did see Lopez playing libero at one point and there's this one clip where he made like multiple digs which was which was great but why is yant out there why is herrera out there why aren't you letting the young guns go like it's just more mismanagement from from this worst Cuban federation in volleyball by far yeah and that's right cuba does not look like a happy camp to be in right no. which is <laughs> it's which which is going to be interesting come time for Norseka champs and Olympic qualifiers later on this year. But um, realistically, I think this relegation race right now is between, but you know, who knows, maybe Cuba can, can lay more eggs like they've continuously done. Um, And I, although here's, here's cube. Here's my, my uh, thing. I think Cuba will push USA to five. Really? Because it matters to them because it matters to them in the same way that they brought out their and they played their best game against Brazil and Ottawa, it matters to them, right? And they, that's like, I think they're good. I think USA is still going to win it, but it's going to be a good game tonight, Cuba versus USA, and they're going to push them to five just because they're going to be going off. I hope so. I, I, I hope that we get good Cuba tonight instead of embarrassing Cuba. I would like more good volleyball to watch, but uh, I don't really see it. 
I don't see it with all that volleyball that, that they've played with that stupid Central American tournament that they just had to go play. I don't, and like they have no way that there's no way they're going to make the playoffs. I think if they grab one or two points this week, then great. They won't get relegated, but uh, just, I don't see it. I don't see it with Cuba. We've been waiting to see it all tournament. The only game they played well in was against Brazil that, that we saw and, and that's it. So I, I don't really have very high expectations, but like, man, right now, Who's going to get relegated? It's legitimately really tough to pick because, I mean, look look at how close everything is. If Bulgaria does not win a game, they will get relegated, obviously, with only one win right now. But if they do, if Bulgaria is somehow able to beat probably Germany tonight is their best chance. Oh, uh, definitely their best chance tonight. Then they would get, there would Maybe be two wrong. wins. They would be at at least eight points. So on points there, they would probably save themselves from relegation. Then it would come down to Canada, Cuba, or China. So... Uh, that is, it's going to be a pretty ridiculous week if Bulgaria beats Germany today. Who do you think, um, like, are they going to go with Antonisov and Asparuhov on the outside? Probably. Karyagin. Because uh, yeah. they've got Antonisov, Asparuhov, Karyagin, Penchev, and Bratoev. Oh, they brought Penchev back? Man, yeah. I, we haven't heard from him in a while. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Penchev. Valentin Bratoev is much older. He, he's kind of a non-factor yeah i could see it be, uh atanasov for sure then probably asparuhov maybe or or maybe penchev if they need more ball control i don't know i don't know man i don't know that much about this bulgarian team they they're they're not nearly as bad as the korean women i think that that's fair to say yeah. about every team in this relegation race on the men's side but i don't the only player outside of Nikolov in Bulgaria that I really like is Grozdanov in the middle. Otherwise, I just don't think they have that much quality anywhere. Yeah, it is. When you look at no one on Bulgaria has scored over 100 points other than Nikolov. Nikolov has 126. Antonisov is the next best with only 78. Wow. That is that. I, hey, it makes me feel good. It makes me, <laughs> it makes me feel great. It makes me feel great, mostly because I want to hang out with you in Ottawa next year uh, for, for the men's men's yeah. BNL. So if you're but, a Canadian uh, fan, you're rooting for Germany this week. Oh, big I'm time. Tonight. tonight and against uh, Germany plays Cuba later in the week. And Ooh, if, Germany, if Germany helps you out with a win there, that could also provide some insurance. So ironically enough, Canada had that had a, a big opportunity laid an egg against Germany and Ottawa. And now they have to root for Germany the rest of the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we <laughs> absolutely do. Hey, if anyone has a Deutschland flag or shirt or whatever that I can wear tonight, I would love to, uh, I'd love to grab it from you guys. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about some matches that have happened uh, there. It is, it is VNL week three on the men's side. Matches have been played. Italy beat Brazil three to one pretty impressively. Uh, Italy has, Basically, the entire A team, except uh, at the last minute, they found out that they weren't going to have Fabio Belasso at Libero. But other than that, uh, this Italian team is pretty much the world championship team. Yuri Romano was extremely good. 16 for 31 with only one error. It's a big game. Romano finally showing up for once this VNL. But it wasn't uh, a big game. So let's let's, let's applaud him, game, I guess. It, it was just a pool play game. He's getting it going a little bit early. Good job, Romano. Micheletto really good as well. 14 for 26, 46% efficiency, 17 points. Uh, Italy's offense just overall was super good. So uh, nice to see. Efficiency. Yep. 46% nice. efficiency as a team is is not bad at all. Quite good. Uh, Alan Souza for Brazil, not very good. Uh, five unforced errors. Let's see. Onorato was okay. Uh, we, 16 points. Lucarelli pretty good on a little bit lower volume. 
Uh, Interesting how they gave way more volume to Onorato there than Lucarelli. Yeah, and and Allen. That's very strange. Yeah, they. Yeah, and especially like he wasn't hitting fantastic, like nineteen percent efficiency. I wonder if that's something that Brazil was working on, where they were like looking to target him a little bit more and work with him a little bit more, because well, like there's no other reason for that. As you somebody know? just pointed out, pointed out in the chat, Lucarelli did get aced eight times. <laughs> that's really bad and really uncharacteristic for him. Lucarelli looking like Nikolov. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> it's a tough comparison there. Uh, I didn't watch this match. It was in the Philippines. It was it was last night, but um, good for Italy. Italy is certainly going to make the playoffs. Uh, a game that was pretty interesting, though, is Japan beating China in five. And the yeah. way that they did it, like Japan completely blew. I think it was the first set. I'm going to look back to make sure I get the details right of this. The serve that Zhang Jingyin went on to come back. I'm Okay. Yeah, it was 24 to 19 Japan. And Zhang went on a, it must have been, yeah, five, actually six, six to nothing run from 24 19 down to win the first set 26 24. So big, uh, big collapse there from Japan with a chance to, uh, to win that first set. But them struggling to kind of put away China, who at times, like Zhang Jingyin can do some unbelievable stuff. Like he's a legitimately world class talent, but. Japan or sorry, China's reception is just so bad, and their serving is so bad that t- like a team like Japan being pushed to five by a team like China just isn't a good sign to me. But this is this is where Japan, you know, you have all the weebs out there being like Japan best team, Japan best team, no 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 Japan best team. They have been fantastic, <laughs> and yes, they've they've got some they've got some impressive wins throughout <laughs> all of this. However, when you look at their results. There's a lot of head scratchers in there, right? Like there's a lot of like, like, especially recently, like all past three games have all gone to five, going to five with Argentina, going five, five to China. They're not as solid as a team when I look at their results and look at how they're playing compared to the United States. Um, And especially when you look at how they've just been rocking their guys the entire time, it is interesting. Although I do think that this might be, I think there's that, 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 aspect of rivalry between Japan and China comes into play here. And there's a little bit more pride and you're playing in front of, in front of another Asian crowd. And so I think that there's those other things that come into play here for China that kind of boosts them uh, a little bit. Um, but Japan was still able to get the job done. Um, yeah. The savior for sure is Kento Miyaura off the bench. What uh, 14 for 20 off the bench in two and a half sets is absolutely amazing. So uh, is he, is he like he's he's the right side, right? Is he yeah. giving Nishida a run for his money? Yes, like, Nishida, are, Nishida looks less than one hundred percent. He he has not had a great tournament. He just doesn't look as explosive as we're used to seeing him. And Miyaura, in every chance he's been to play, has been ter- terrific. He's been really good. And uh, maybe there is a question at that position now. Who knows? It might it might be Nishida's health. I have no idea. But uh, yeah, Miyaura's looked great. I also think that this is classic Japan, where they're always good on the men's side and the women's side. Remember the men, the women went eight and zero last year, and then went zero and four in the last weekend. That's right. We always see Japan do well early on, right? We always see them execute well early on, and then everyone learns their game, and then they fail to make 
that make make the semifinals. They also run out of gas because, like uh, like some other teams, Japan basically plays their starters every single match, and uh, you can't blame guys like Takahashi and Ishikawa for starting to run out of gas with all those jumps, all those swings. Uh, like they, that is a team that is built to get slightly, slightly worse the more that time goes on, and when it comes to playoff time, they're they're typically just a little bit too gassed. So let's see, Japan this week has. Who? Um, they have the Netherlands. They have Italy. They have Poland. That's honestly a, a tough schedule. There's no way they go three and zero. If they even win one of those games, I think that would be a, a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I don't think they match up with the Dutch all that well. Mainly Agreed. because the Dutch, the Dutch have quality everywhere, and they they have a high level of skill everywhere, and they have the best play, arguably the best scorer in the world yep. on the right side. Right. So uh, I would expect the dutch to, to take that one i wouldn't be surprised if japan goes one and three this week yeah i wouldn't be that surprised either so uh yeah they survived against china but china getting a point is potentially huge for the relegation race also we saw argentina beat serbia and the, the first match in anaheim Argentina's really good <laughs> i love this argentinian team Agustin loser had eight blocks plus seven for 10 attacking and an a 16 points in four sets for a middle i just love that guy can't say enough you about know what it. I'm not going to lie. It pisses me off that Argentina's good again. I thought, <laughs> okay, they got rid of Soleil. They got rid of Conte. Finally, we're going to be able to start beating them. And nope. you know what even pisses me off is that we got to know Polonski and, and Vicentin in Ottawa. And, and I so like likeable. those guys. Yeah. And they're so likable. This team is so much fun to watch. I love watching them play. They play with passion. They play with fire. They play the game the right way. And they're so skilled. This is honestly, I think Argentina with their young guys coming up with Polonsky and Vicentin, how they have Kurt Kartsev and they have Bruno Lima on the right side. Sanchez does well, even when uh, like Sanchez and Hijado are very good, but you still have Decheco. I think Argentina is a metal threat, not only at, like not only at like, you know, South American champions and VNL, but they're also a medal threat at the Olympics once again. Like This is a very, very good and a very well-coached Argentinian team, and I love watching them play. Me too, and I don't blame you for being pissed off about that as a Canadian fan, but yeah, I, oh, I really like Argentina. I really like them, and uh, I'm excited to root against them uh, when they play the United States later this week, but I think that match will be very, very good. Uh, for Serbia, they have Juros Kovacevic this week, but we didn't see him at all in this first game. Uh, let's see. Who played opposite? Luburich, negative efficiency, blocked seven Thanks. times. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch, ouch, ouch. That 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 is tough. Um also like I'm just watching like the, the highlights and stuff like that. Gotta give massive credit to that Filipino crowd, man. I would love, I would love ne- Rob next year. Let's see if we can go to uh, VNL Philippines because I feel like it's a it's a blast. I feel like they are just having a party over there. That would that would be sweet. Uh, yeah, I mean, every every Japan game is obviously going to be a huge deal in the Philippines. Let's see how many fans were there. Um, about six thousand, six thousand fans for Japan versus China. That is pretty darn good. But like for Argentina versus Serbia in Anaheim, we don't even have a spectators number. Yeah, <laughs> was, and I mean. Tough one. It was, I mean, it was yesterday. It was the 4th of July in the afternoon on like in Southern California and the U.S. wasn't playing. So I'm not surprised that nobody went to those games. Uh, France versus Iran later last night in Anaheim was a little bit better with about 1,300 people there. Probably most of them Iranian to see their team get three donged by France. But uh, my, I'll make an assessment about the Anaheim crowd tonight when we see the U.S. play. See if uh, yeah, for sure. people are actually I'm- getting their butts in the seats. 
I'm looking at the attendance from the primetime game between Poland and Slovenia last night uh, in the Philippines, and it's saying only 1,200. And I'm calling cap on that. Oh, yeah. Right no, no chance. There's no Slovenia. chance. There was no chance that there was only 1,200 people there. I'm not going to. It wasn't sold out, but there was there was more than 1,200 people there for sure. Find, figure out some accurate attendance stats. Uh, see if we can find those somewhere. Um, so France beating Iran is is not surprising at all. We saw Tonyuti start. We saw Legoff and Chinineze start. Good for them. Um, yeah, Iran is missing a handful of players. I guess there were a bunch of issues with some of their guys getting access to the United States. I don't have any. I don't. I don't know anything about that. I don't have any comments. I don't have. Well, uh, I don't, I don't want to speak out of turn because I don't know the details. But uh, we, yeah, we know. I, I know a little bit of the details, having talked to to some of the basically whoever is currently in the Iranian military uh, was not allowed access to the United States. Okay, that makes sense. There's no way. Yeah, th- there's no way an exception will be made for that for volleyball. No chance. No, hundred hundred percent no. Right, and that's the, that's just the unfortunate reality of it. Yeah. So. Bummer. I mean, Iran is is a non-factor. They're not going to make the playoffs. They're a core team, so they won't get relegated. So I don't think we should spend that much time talking about them. Everett, tell me about your Maple Volleys. Uh, overnight, you guys played the Netherlands. You took a set, but it definitely wasn't enough. Uh, Namir Abdelaziz had his way with 24 points, 45% efficiency. What were your thoughts on Canada's performance? Well, clearly I didn't watch this one. Uh, it was 3 a.m. in... Uh uh in the morning here and uh that was too much just looking at the the box score and and looking at the uh the lineups i mean mar played got subbed off in one set he got set twice i'm worried that he may have gotten injured or or tweaked himself a little bit because he only got two sets past seven balls and then was out they brought in melser uh and then towards the end of the game it looks like Cooper Cooper came in as well. So it does look like we kind of punted this game as well. Sclater got the start over Arthur Schwartz as well. Um, not much to say uh, overall. Uh, I think this team knows that there's there's one thing to focus on, and that's the China match. You know, there's there's one match to look at, and that that's playing China in in that 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 last match. So I would have loved to have seen us t- push the, the Dutch to, to five. Um, but also Namir, when he's like this, 22 for 38, 45% efficiency, um, two aces. Uh, nasty. He, he was he was nasty um, in, in this one. So, yeah, I, I think that much like last year, we're just looking at those 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 ones that um, will keep us out of relegation, which sucks, to be perfectly honest. I'd love to be in a position where we're at least fighting for the playoffs, but I think something has to be done long term. I think once again, just without guys like Lepke or Barnes, it's going to be tough. Um, but it, we're definitely in a tough spot right now, and I'm just hoping and praying that we take care of business on Saturday night against China. I hope so too, for Canada's sake. Uh, the other match that happened in the Philippines was Poland reverse sweeping Serbia. Sorry, not Serbia, Slovenia. Uh, Slovenia went up two to zero, and Poland. Stormed back to win it in five. That was pretty impressive. Uh, we saw, let's see, who did we see? We saw Yamish. Welcome back to Elvis. We saw Biniak in the middle. We saw a little bit of Semenyuk. We saw Shlifka get the start. We saw a little bit of Bednors. Uh, we saw both Kaczmarek and Kurek. We didn't see Wilfredo Leon at all. Um, but Poland brought it back. Uh, Bednors, really good. 13 for 24 off the bench. Um, though didn't pass the ball that well. 
Let's see. Beniak. How many Sleepka to me looked really good. Shlivka was definitely the best Polish player on, on the court when I was watching this one this morning. Semaniak did not look good, especially in serve receive. He got targeted six times. He got aced three. Ouch. That is was was really not good. Offensively, he was all right. Six for six for sixteen. Uh, I don't know what we're seeing with Camille Semeniak right now. He's got the him. yips. He's yeah. he's got the yips, and I'm just missing the form that we saw, like the Zaxa uh, 2022 form that that we saw with with him, because it is it's it's hard to watch um, right now. But Slivka looked very very good. Slivka yeah. looked very very good. I miss that. I'm, I miss Prime Semenyuk as well. Uh, Slovenia did not start Rock Mozic, but they brought him in off the bench. He uh, casually went 40% efficiency, but it wasn't quite enough, it turns out. Uh, I don't Yeah, I don't have that many other takes about this. Both these teams are going to the playoffs. Slovenia has had a really good VNL, so they, they should make the playoffs no problem. Yeah, absolutely. They're I think... also really popular in, in the Philippines. I, really? I think, yeah. Rock Mozic last year when they played there uh, was a, a bit of a celebrity for those guys, so That's uh, fair. good for them. Yeah, yeah, The Rock is the man. I mean, we love him. Yeah, he he definitely is the man. And uh, yeah, I mean, I thought like Slovenia came back to win that first set, and they were they were trailing by three, pushed it back. the The set went the first set went a little deeper, thirty one twenty nine. There were some lead changes. Slovenia managed to get the job done. They looked good in the second. Um, I started falling back asleep towards the third uh, <laughs> and was waking up, spare, uh, you know, intermittently throughout the fourth and the fifth. But I think Slovenia is a dangerous team for anyone right now. Right. I don't think there's anyone maybe other than the USA who are going to look at Slovenia and think that they're easy. And I don't even think that the, the USA can look at Slovenia and think that they're easy either. No, definitely not. Uh, all right. So that's it for matches that have happened so far coming up later today in Anaheim. Um, let's see. So that Germany versus Bulgaria, we already talked about it. That's at what? 8 PM Eastern. So that's in about an, an hour, 45 minutes from right now. And then the United States versus Cuba is tonight. So the U S gets to play on home soil for the first time since the, the famous rather infamous Chicago VNL finals in 20, uh, what was that 18 or 19? I don't remember. Uh, yeah. 19, 18. wasn't it? 18? Oh, great 18. times. I was there, and I, I yeah. was, it was still forgettable for me. Then uh, we get Brazil versus the Netherlands. It's also like tonight in North America time, but it's uh, Thursday morning in the Philippines. Uh, Canada will probably get three-donged by Italy overnight, if I had to guess. China will definitely get three-donged by Slovenia overnight. Then um, tomorrow we get Argentina versus Germany, Serbia versus Cuba. And uh, let's see, what else? Man, the, the times I'm looking at are a little bit confusing. So we don't have to talk about every match that's coming up. The, the U.S. has, um, I think we have Cuba, Argentina, Iran, and no we, no, we already played Iran. I forget who we played this week. But I'm excited to watch this play at home. I think it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I, I think it should be fun, too. I really am interested to see the crowds. Me in too. Our, in, uh, in Me too. That is is really going to be the uh, going to be interesting, especially since what we heard that it's not actually the USAV who's organizing this event; it's actually a volleyball world event that they took this over. So, you know what i I don't have much faith in the USAV, but I have even less faith in volleyball world. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't wait to. I, I know a bunch of people who are in Anaheim for this. So I am not there, obviously. I'm here in Chicago, um, but. 
I'm really curious to hear from my people, my volleyball people that are there about how that event is actually going like behind the scenes. Cause I do really, I mean, I have to give volleyball Canada a ton of credit because the more like having been in Ottawa, the last two VNLs, I actually have a ton of respect and appreciation for how well that event has been run. And I'm not sure if, if United States, if USA volleyball and volleyball world in conjunction can put on an event of that caliber on American soil. I'm just, not really sure. Uh, the USA roster this week, by the way, Kyle Russell is back, which is awesome. Um, so we have th- three opposites on the roster. It's Ensing, Kyle Russell, and Anderson. I-, I don't know why Kyle Russell hasn't been given more shots. So this I summer really he got don't. he got married and went on his honeymoon, but I think generally he does need to be given more of a look. And I'm stoked that he's on the roster this week. I hope it. I hope it's not just as a serving sub either. I hope he actually like gets to play a game at opposite. Like we play Bulgaria on Sunday. Throw Kyle Russell out there. He can absolutely beat Bulgaria. He, he, does, he, he deserves that for sure. He's better than Haynes. He's yes. better than Ensing. I like Ensing, but he's better than Ensing. I also, right? I also think he's better than Ensing. Uh, Shoji post, posted a TikTok the other day about them serving, and Kyle Russell was by far the best server in the gym in terms of speed. Like he he hits the best serve on Team USA. He's big. He blocks well. Like also the best, best mustache in the game as well. Best Amazing. mustache in the game. You're not wrong. You're you're not wrong at all. Uh, the outsides, by the way, are Aaron Russell, TJ DeFalco, Thomas Jeschke, and Garrett Mornatutia. So okay. no Cody Kessel, no Jordan Ewert, but uh, we got uh, Garrett gets the fourth spot this week, I guess. And uh, Micah Ma'a is the second setter, not Josh Tuaninga. Okay, okay. Ma'a getting back on the board. Love, love to see that. Yep. So... Uh, I mean, we we, we kind of I think we covered it. I mean, we kind of yeah. talked about it. We covered there are only a couple really significant matches that basically just uh, it's really just that relegation race because the playoff race is actually not that dramatic. It's it's no. seems to be pretty set right now. It would take a miracle for France to come back and make the playoffs. Maybe if they have a good enough week, they could they could sneak in over the Netherlands, but. Um, I, I doubt it. I, I think I think the Netherlands will probably get the eighth seed and France might miss the playoffs. France has Serbia, USA, and Germany. So they I think they could go and, and Iran where they they already got that one. They so I, think that they, I think that they could go two and one there. Maybe maybe pull out a, an upset win against the USA, but still we'll see. Um and then the Netherlands, which is really the only team that they need to the Netherlands have Brazil, Japan, and Slovenia. So that's that's not that's not easy. That's not easy. That so not I easy. could I could see France going two and one, and then Dutch going zero and three. Yeah, then the, the Dutch would be five and seven. France would be six and six. So yeah, they maybe would jump over them at that point. You say France plays Serbia? Yes. Okay, that's a huge one. Uh, if because Serbia is tied with France in win loss and behind them by just a point. So and Serbia, Serbia, if they win that, if they beat France, they have Cuba and Bulgaria. Oh wow! Yeah. So they could easily if they go three and zero because they did lose Argentina. If they go three and zero, Serbia could sneak their way in. They in could there get to too. seven and five. All yeah. right, interesting. interesting. But that's that's really because once you go back, back past that, you got Iran, China, Cuba, and Canada all with two points, oh, two wins. Yeah, yeah but the, the the Netherlands is in a good spot because they've got five wins, but they got seventeen points. They have a a handful of those extra bonus points from five set losses. Yeah, but if 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 France just wins two games, if France goes 2 and 1 and the Dutch go 0 oh and 3, points don't matter. Correct. Yeah. So, right? uh, so. The, the Dutch have to they have to win a game. Got to beat beat either Japan or Slovenia and they could beat either one of those teams. The yeah. Netherlands the Netherlands is good. That, that that team is rock solid. Yep, absolutely. And then uh Italy 
Italy, who's also uh, Italy has Canada, Slovenia, and Japan. So yeah, and especially now that they have their full roster, that's a that's a team to uh, that I expect to win all those games. Yeah, Italy's going to be just fine. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I think that's it. I think that's I think that's men's VNL week three. Uh, yeah, we already talked about that game. Um, we will be back. Let's see. What, what when do you want to do our next show, Everett? But like it'll be after after Sunday's games and women's VNL final starts next Wednesday. So uh, we might maybe we can go back to Tuesday shows. Yeah, Tuesday or uh, or Tuesday Monday or, or or Monday. Monday actually no Monday would be would be best for me. It's okay. uh, it's a friend's birthday on Tuesday. We're going to the beach. Cool. So unless uh, you, unless we want to do the show for me on the beach, actually no, we don't want that. <laughs> you guys do not want to see me without a shirt on. That's that's not uh, that, that that's not a good thing. So let's yeah. let's go let's go for Monday and we can pre- we can wrap up the men's and we can preview the the women on Monday. That sounds great. Uh, two other things to talk about before we wrap up the show really quickly, both in uh, an American context. One is congratulations to Team LVC for winning the 2023 VLA title. They were so much better than every other team in Orlando. This week, uh, there. I mean, that starting lineup of like Scherzen, Leeson, Marshman, Ramos, Evans, Wickens, and Vari, like that would be a good club team in most leagues in Europe. Like that team, obviously, starting lineup that won this championship. They went twelve and zero in sets. They they were the best team there by far. Uh, so congratulations to them. The Flamingos have won two VLA titles in a row. They look really, really good. Uh, so congrats to those guys. Um, I was there in Orlando. I'm just happy that. We survived that event because I hate Orlando so much, but uh, we survived. There was some good volleyball played, so congrats to Team LBC. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Big, big ups to them. Picking up some big guns at the end of the year there, so uh, that's always fun. Yeah, Nick uh, Scherzen's unbelievable, and they didn't really even need him that much. That was the great part is that they, 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 the team obviously rolled over everybody they played, so good for them. The other thing is uh, something I'm very excited to be at this weekend. It is the Wapaka Boat Ride. They call oh, one it, day, one you, day. You've got to ever. You've got to get to one of these. Uh, it is the. They call it the U.S. Open of Grass Volleyball. This is the 40th anniversary of the tournament. It's in the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin. It is my single favorite day of the year. Period. This Saturday is my single favorite day of the year. There are over 2,600 teams signed up for all the events across, I think, the, the, the three-day weekend at the Wapaka Boat Ride. So if you're going to be there, come say hi. Come find me. Say what's up. I'll be playing double-A triples on Saturday, and then I'll be commentating all of the men's and women's open all the way through the finals. So I'll be on the mic for that. Yeah, come say what's up. Is double-A the highest one, or is open, open. the highest one? Open is the highest one. So yeah, I'm in the so second. Open, triple-A, double-A, single-A? We don't, we don't have a triple-A. Yeah, no, open, 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 then double-A. So uh, out of system, the the Worsleys are looking to win their fourth in a row, but they're not going to have Mike Amaa this time because he's that, playing for the national team. That will be a, a, a big omission there. Yeah, I mean, the, I know wasn't it wasn't it a couple years ago where Maa got injured and they just picked up another random dude? That was twenty twenty. Uh, it wasn't my, it wasn't Maa. He wasn't there. It was Dalton Solbrig. Uh, Dalton who Solbrig, yes, okay. Hawaii. He got hurt. They basically plucked a guy off the bench and still won. But that was in twenty twenty when. Uh, when very few people were there, it was kind of a watered down field. But then uh, with Mike Amaa, they've won the last two, and now they're going to have to try and find a way to win it without him. So I- I'm really curious to see how that goes. Uh, grass triples is so cool. It's such an electric format. It's so much better than beach doubles. It's not even funny. Uh, so I'm a huge fan of grass threes. And if you're going to be at Wapaka, come hit me up. It'll be fun. 
Uh, Ronnie in the chat. I don't get it. Rob Walpaka, yes. West Virginia, no. Rob the hater. <laughs> um, if, if if you saw the vibe, if you saw the the production, the 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 scene that is the Wapaka Boat Ride Finals, you would you would get it. And uh, I think it'll it'll be streaming somewhere. Uh, look at Wapaka's website, maybe maybe on their YouTube channel. It'll be streaming on Saturday. And the, those games are really fun. The crowd is insane. Uh, I'll be on the mic for the finals, so it'll be it'll be a really it's good for time. the finals, huh? It's for the finals. No, th- really, basically the whole playoffs. Like as soon as my team loses, I'll go pick up a mic and pick up a couple beers and you know start, uh, you know start having a good time. I, I, I'm very very excited about it. Rob, what you need to do is talk to those people at Walpaca and get us to be uh, live streaming it for next year. Uh, that would be fun because I I'll come in and just do all the live streaming for you. I'm obviously won't play. No one wants to see that. You should. Um, you should play but, like Triple B or whatever the division but with, is. With who? I don't know. Bring with some. Who? Bring some Canadians down. No, I honestly, I would just want to like. I would just be there to party. Oh, that's that's, uh, like, that's, like, that's the best part. I wouldn't necessarily win a lot of games, but I would definitely win the party. Hey. Definitely win the party. Well, we, we got to get you to one of these. Yeah, Luke, you're absolutely right. Grass triples rules. Uh, beach volleyball is terrible by comparison. Doubles is lame. Grass triples is awesome. Uh, so check out Wapaka. I'll be there. Come say hey if you're there. Uh, but if you're not, uh, enjoy watching all the volleyball this week. It's great to have v- men's VNL back on American soil the first time in forever. Uh, I'm excited to watch us play tonight. I'm excited to watch Germany hopefully beat Bulgaria for Canada's sake in about an hour and a half. Yes. And we'll be back on Monday Monday. to wrap up all of VNL and preview women's finals, also in the U.S., which is going to be sweet. A lot of volleyball going on in America. This, this That's right. Missing all of it, Rob. We're missing all of it. All right. Peace, guys. Have a great week. Make sure to join the Volleyball Source Discount. Check out that volleyball.store. And uh, if you're at Wapaka this weekend, um, give Rob a titty twister. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Take take some... Take some drunk selfies at Wapaka with our Discord members. That'll be fun. All right. Peace, guys. Have a great week. Stay cool because it's a hot one out there.